Oh. Ready for this? What happens when you get to 80? Y2K? Extravaganza? Yeah. Backroads and Bonfires, 80th episode, Extravaganza. We, it's it's just a clip show. The whole episode <laughs> is 80 sitcom. songs. No, it was like a sitcom in the 90s when they would just play like a clip show for the anniversary <laughs> show where it's like all the funniest moments. Yes. That could be a good one. If I wanted to put in the effort, I would make a montage and post it on TikTok. Could you think you could get an entire hour-long episode of just me going, wow. <laughs> With five-second intervals in between. Wow. <laughs> hey, do the uh, just a wow episode. Do walk-in from Wedding Crashers. I love when you do it. The Zach? Yeah. <laughs> Where's Zach? We'll sail without him. <laughs> I love it every time. Gets me. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 78 of the Backroads and Bonfires podcast is being listened to you right now. Listened to you? Or is being listened to by you. By you. Man, words are hard. <laughs> they are. By you. I am here, your host, Adam Pedersen, along with Ryan Burkhart, old stalwart over there. When Back again. When will you be comfortable enough to just call me Burke like everybody else? I don't know why I don't just introduce you as Burke. Because that's how weird. everybody in this town knows I me call as. you that everywhere except when I introduce you on here for some reason. Let's stop being so professional. Let's be a little more casual. That's right. The people want the people want just natural conversation. They don't want forced, awkward. Yeah, I got what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you said you had some things to discuss. I also do, but I'd love to hear yeah, so I'm something at, you got. I'm at the gas station the other day, and it's morning time. Okay. And... I decide to buy a morning beverage. So I go to buy some orange juice. They have one kind, and it's got pulp. That's it? And I'm thinking, why is pulp even a thing? That's a great question. Who wants pulp in their orange juice? Who is drinking orange juice and going, uh, this is good, but you know what I'd like to be doing at the same time? Chewing. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know anybody who's like, hey, if you get some orange juice, make sure you get the extra pulp. Do you know anybody... Who, Drinks pulp orange juice on purpose. I think the only people that like pulp are probably like over 70. But is it fibrous? I don't understand. It's disgusting. That's what it is. I've never understood. My great aunt Elvina always had orange juice with pulp in it. And I'd have to choke it down when I went to her house and store like as a kid. Does she Does she ever... Maybe she's never been aware that other orange juice exists. Maybe when she started drinking orange juice back mm-hmm. in the 1920s, <laughs> all they had was pulp. Yeah. And now she doesn't even realize what's out there. But yeah. I, I tell you, man, if I meet somebody who's like, oh, I love pulp, that's the kind of person that ought to be on a no-fly list. Yeah. I'm, I'm concerned. I've, I've maybe never agreed with you more. I was so mad. I was like, this is so dumb. Just How do they not have a non-pulp orange juice? I don't know. It was infuriating. I almost went into a blind rage in the middle of a gas station. <laughs> I picture... Like someone goes to the office shredder and puts a bunch of like tissue paper through it and then drops it in orange juice. That's what pulp is. Yeah, and they're like, perfect. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Why is there pulp in orange juice? Can you think of any other beverage where we tolerate just having these loose bodies floating around? Honestly, no. We don't make apple juice with pulp. Nope. We Run that stuff through a strainer and put it in a bottle. It's apple, not that hard. Apple juice. We don't grind up the apple core and drop the chunks back in. No. <laughs> it's We put a man on the moon. Yeah. Let's figure out how to get all of our orange juice without pulp. And if you're one of those people that loves the pulp because you think it provides a health benefit, I don't know, man. Eat some grape nuts if you need the fiber that bad. Yeah. 
stop ruining it for the rest of us. Amen. Yeah, golly. You should. <laughs> Pardon my language, but jeepers. You should not have to take your orange juice home, put your strainer over a pitcher, and strain it. No. Shouldn't have to do it. I don't need to pick my teeth after I drink some orange juice. This is America. <laughs> Someone walks into your apartment. You're sitting there with the toothpick. Ooh, what'd you have for lunch? I actually just had a glass I of orange juice. I just had a glass of orange juice. <laughs> really? And you need with, a toothpick. With pulp in it like an animal. <laughs> oh, man. I got another thing I got to get off my chest. Bring it. I hate it when you go to a live music performance. Yes. And let's say the band is playing one of their hits, and the lead singer does that horrible thing where you're getting to the chorus, and then he holds the microphone out to the crowd to sing. Stop doing that. I paid money to hear you sing the hits, not to hear 20,000 randos sing along. Most of them can't sing, too. Keep the microphone next to your mouth. Like, Why do lead singers do this? That's a great question. Probably just they probably want to make their fans feel special, like they're involved in the show. No, we're already here. Why do you think we paid money? Do I pay money for a concert ticket to go, this is going to be awesome. I can't wait to go and sing uh, Dream On. (laughs) No, we go, I can't wait to go and hear Steven Tyler and Aerosmith perform Dream On. If I want to hear myself sing it, I'll stay home and save the money. This is why I actually don't go to a lot of concerts. Did this happen recently? I just saw a video of it, and it it reminded me how much I hate it. Like, (sighs) I hate it so much. Like, imagine you went to a movie, and in the the middle of the performance, they were like, hey, let's have Steve, random guy over here. Why don't you do the famous line? (laughs) Like, no, I'm here to watch Leonardo DiCaprio say it or whatever. (laughs) This is why I really don't like, I don't love concerts, because, I don't know, I don't want to be in a crowd where people are sweating and bumping up against me. They usually do something stupid like do all the do a medley of the hits instead of just playing the song or they they let the crowd sing too much of it um, or because the band but like they're tired of playing Hotel California for the 900 millionth time. So what do they do? Change it up a little bit. Spice it up. Do it a little differently tonight. Yep. Sing it a little differently. That's great, man. It's 900th time for you. First time for me at a concert. I want to hear like it sounds on the CD. Play it the way it got you famous. <laughs> passion. You are oozing passion right now. I'm sorry if that doesn't sit well with the listeners. I know we're going to get yeah. a lot of hate mail over this, but just the direct full it of a to lot of people with different opinions, right? Adam Pedersen at gmail.com. He'll, yep. he'll sift through it. He'll let me know what's, what's for my eyes only. As long as it gets people passionate and interested in wanting to listen to the discussion, I don't. I don't care how mad it makes them. I feel like you're back on your heels a little bit. Did I come out just firing no. too much? No. You're not you're not just, rattled right now. No. Nah. Come on. <laughs> I got one more. Thick skin. I got I'm one a more. double C thick boy with thick skin. <laughs> Here's my last one. Okay. Uh, when people are telling a story that's very meandering and they get hung up on details that are not important. I'll give you an example. Uh, I cannot wait for this. Okay, so let's say um, you ask me, "Hey, what have you been up to lately?" Mm-hmm. And I this is how I respond. Uh, it's been good. So, let's see. Last Tuesday, no, was it Wednesday? Let's see. No, I went to the doctor first, and that means it must have been, I guess it must have been when. And meanwhile, you're over there going, oh my gosh, it doesn't matter. You're preaching to the choir. I don't care what day it was. Tell me what you did. And the story is like, uh, I went golfing. The point of that story does not hinge on whether it was Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Keep the story moving. Get me to where I need to go. Yep. So sometimes when people tell me stories and they just start spinning their tires, I'm too nice, but I politely want to go, you can stop wrestling with that detail. I literally don't care. Yeah. Please move on on with your story. Oh, man. The art of, (laughs) boy, you're you're hitting all all the stuff I agree with. Uh, It it is an art form. Maybe it's not an art form. Maybe some people, I don't know. It's it's being able to tell an entertaining story quickly to be is able, something that very few people can do. Whatever happened to being able to spin a yarn? I mean, that's a skill. Yeah. yeah. To be able to just twirl a little tail and keep people interested. I wish I could do that. The other the other version of this that people do is they'll be like, 
Yeah. So it was crazy busy at the supermarket yesterday. And you're like, oh, yeah. And they're like, yeah, like I, I felt like I had to wait forever at the meat counter. And then like I went to the cashier and there was like a huge line. And then like the lady in front of me was like <laughs> struggling with a check. And I and I'm going to go. I gathered all of that when you said it was busy. <laughs> None of these details are enhancing your story one bit. That's like real Un- life. Unless like a, a deer ran through out of nowhere. That would be awesome. I need something else to happen for you to be telling me these details. Yeah. I, I get it. It was busy. You waited a long time. Why say <laughs> Why say 250 words when you can say 25? Bingo. Stories like that are like the people who you unfriended or unfollowed on Facebook back in the day because they were like the 32 statuses a day type of people. Just did laundry. Just ate. Just went to the park. Just yada yada. I think we'd all probably cringe if we went back and looked at the first ways that we used social media. That's why I I deleted the uh, Facebook memories thing. It used to send them to me, and I was not impressed with myself. Just <laughs> and I to see your own memories. Yep, you're cringing up at your own memories. Yep. Hey, I applaud you for was for shocked doing that. That people stayed my friend. I bet. I bet in the future, people who try to be influencers or sell stuff on instagram and facebook are going to be really embarrassed because all of their videos start out like this hey guys <laughs> so everybody's been asking about my skincare routine <laughs> i just want to be like stop nobody's asking yeah nobody cares just be honest with us yep just start just start the video like this instead hey guys i'm gonna try to sell you some skin cream let me tell you about it. Mm-hmm. You probably would sell. You, you would get farther on your sales pitch with me if we just get down to brass tacks. For sure. But yeah. Hey, guys. So everybody's been asking. Yeah. It's like, nope. No, they haven't. Becky, no one's asking you how you've covered up all your pores. <laughs> Nobody cares. Not even a little bit. Nope, not a little bit. Nope. Ma'am. That was a that was a full fledged old school like early days of Backroads and Bonfires podcast grinds my gear segment. Just get off my lawn. And I love it. Yeah. But it's the beauty of podcasting. You can I, say what you I, want. If there's People even disagree. one person out there, for if there was at least one person for each of those rants that was like, me too, Burke, man, me too. I've been waiting for somebody to yeah. go after big pulp. <laughs> big pulp. <laughs> big pulp industry. <laughs> oh, man. I think I should name uh, this episode title should be named. You shouldn't have to use a toothpick after drinking orange juice. How about pulp friction? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa! That one was free. I just thought of that. Adam is writing that down. <laughs> that one's free. For second one, I'm going to bill for. All right. Dang. I have another pop in my fridge to pay you for a second title. <laughs> that was epic. All right. Um, I want to get to something here. And then it's going to kind of segue into what we're going to talk about. Uh, I saw this the other day. Yeah, By the other day, I mean yesterday. Should have just said yesterday. The trampoline, did you know? I've heard of one. The trampoline was invented at the University of Iowa. So the world can thank us for all their trampoline fun they've had over the years. What was the impetus? Was it they couldn't figure out how to get something off a tall shelf? And they're like, we need a solution (laughs) for this. I don't know. I only read like the opening paragraph and it said the names of the two students who came up with it. And I don't remember their names. But I don't don't know what it was. Trying to talk to a neighbor over a really high fence. Maybe that could have been that. Hey, uh, they were tired Bob, of how ex- are <laughs> you doing <laughs> tired of hey Bob you got some leaves in your gutter <laughs> I don't know uh, maybe they just wanted to defy gravity for two seconds you know, those University of Iowa kids why are kind of smart why is trampolining an Olympic sport it's a great question I think it's I dumb. know the answer it's very dumb somebody's child Loved trampoline, and they were like, "How do I get my child to be an Olympian?" It's very possible. Instead of getting them to train in a real sport, I'll just petition to get my child's activity mm. in Olympic sport so yep. that they can be Olympians. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little curmudgeonly tonight. It's know? okay. Trampolines can be dangerous. I won't own one. I've had some epic trampoline fails. You were jumping on a trampoline with my children, and I was terrified. 
Yeah, yes, I was I terrified was. you were going to lose your balance and fall on my four-year-old son, and <laughs> and like, I I was I I never enjoy my kids being on trampolines. Sorry about that. <laughs> That was at Tom's house. That was at Tommy's house. Uh, There's I, a reason they up your insurance rates for owning one of those yes, things. I completely launched Tom's kid one night, and there was crying involved. Uh, high school, we went to a friend's house, and her little brother came out, and we were jumping on her trampoline. We always went there. Her little brother wanted me to popcorn him. Whew. Launched him straight up the side of the trampoline onto the ground. He was bleeding from his nose. He was crying. You're you have highlighted something I've always noticed about trampoline stories, which is they're never good. No. Nobody ever starts a trampoline story and, and it goes like this. So we were jumping on the trampoline at Tom's house and we all had fun and then got off and did something else. <laughs> trampoline stories always involve like a harrowing incident yep. or if a camcorder was rolling, you get on America's funniest home videos. Oh, yeah. I I actually think trampolines are best for like sleeping on. Ooh. We'd have sleepovers and just throw our sleeping bags on the trampoline and sleep under the stars. Super comfortable. Super comfortable. You got to be careful, though, that you don't do it on a night that's going to get really dewy. Those yeah. things get really wet. They do. But you just stay in your sleeping yeah. bag. I, uh, I was at a friend's house in high school. They had a trampoline right beside their pool. And I went to. I wanted to go like, and do it. That's like double whammy. Oh, yeah. I wanted to do a big jump and then an awesome like dive or a flip into the pool. Went to jump, slipped, feet were wet from the pool, went just leg first straight into the springs, oh. smashed into the side of the pool, cut my leg up. It was a bad deal. You and I, our brains are wired so differently. <laughs> they really are. You see an opportunity like that. to What were you wanted to do? Do a flip off uh, the trampoline into the pool? Yes. Okay. So you see that opportunity and your brain goes, this could go wrong, but... <laughs> It'll be really cool if I do this. Yep. <laughs> My brain goes, what's the upside? People are impressed for five seconds at this pool party, and then nobody talks about it ever again for the rest of their lives. What's the downside? They get horribly maimed. <laughs> nope, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Your brain's the exact opposite. I get horribly maimed. <laughs> it's sort of like, in your brain, are you like, people will talk about this for generations. Yeah. I will forever be... Adam, who did a flip at Veronica's pool party and impressed everybody. This will be the talk of the next four class reunions. My crush will forever be after me. <laughs> I, I, I really think our brains are wired differently. I'm not a risk taker at all. I always go, what's the best probably, case scenario? There's probably some ego involved. For you? For sure, yeah. Could be. Yep. That's how it goes. Me getting into motorcycles was a big step because... That's not a typical Burke thing. Burke thing would have been like, I mean, I mean, for 20, 30 years, I was like, so what? It's a motorcycle. You yeah. get a little wind in your hair. Big deal. Then I actually rode one and I was like, uh, okay, this is freaking cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to buy three of them. <laughs> and now I love them. Love it. But you asked me like, pop a wheelie. Like, Don't do no. it. No. What's the upside? Mm -hmm. Not Not much. Downside's pretty great. Yeah. Go off that ramp. No, I won't do it. Well, you're probably going to live longer than me. <laughs> Actually, the cruel the cruel irony of this is I will probably die much before you. <laughs> you that's kind of how fate works, right? Like yeah. you're this huge risk taker. I play it safe and I'll get crushed by like a piano that falls out of a building. <laughs> I'll play this conversation at your funeral. <laughs> oh man. And the people in the crowd will be wiping tears and they'll go, "I miss how much he hated pulp." <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> We all agreed with him on that. Yeah. <laughs> Why did he try to ramp that motorcycle over a trampoline into a pool? Well, speaking of inventions, that's what this episode is all about, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the other day, Ryan shot a text and said, hey, good idea. We should talk about, are we going to do a, we're going to draft or just I, name our top five? I don't know. No, it's just two of us. A draft might not be good. So we'll just each name. I, we each wrote down. We I should just kind five. of bounce back and forth. Yeah. I got five or six. I couldn't decide. Five inventions, inventions that we think, you know, were game changers or our favorites might not really matter much to society, might matter a lot to us and not I to hope, you. I hope that you didn't play it safe and are like MRI machine. Like, obviously, that's a great invention. You're right. But 
I, I do not do that. Thinking more of things that we just really enjoy and love. Yeah. You want me to give you my first one? Please do. Reality television. Really? Reality TV. Is that? Give me that smut. That's I a, love it. That's an invention? Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess. MTV, real world, started it all. And then we instantly were like, oh, we love gossip. We're Do you a, enjoy we're current reality TV? Oh, yes. Jersey Shore. Love. I said current. That show hasn't been on in no, 13 it's years. It's on again now. Jersey, it's on again. Jersey Shore Family Vacation. They're all getting back together and doing... They call them family vacations. They must have needed the money. Right now, this Thursday night, actually, the new episode just ended. I I really enjoyed Real World and Road Rules back in the 90s. Me too. I don't like reality TV now because I don't think 95% of it's real. It's yeah. it's pretty scripted, right? I don't know. Doesn't it seem like, like isn't everything the Kardashians do extremely calculated? That well, probably. There is no storyline on that <laughs> show that wasn't pre-planned. I don't like them. That's not my type of reality TV. The Bachelor, Bachelorette, get out of here. But okay, I mean, the actually, stuff I like is the same, essentially. Bachelor I just, and Bachelorette's the closest I can come to, like, enjoying reality TV. <laughs> Tom, you should be here. Tom you are You are making a noise like a dog trying to hack up a chicken bone. <laughs> <laughs> Tom loves The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. I have the best idea for The Bachelor. The okay. best. I want to hear it. I'm, I don't know why they haven't used it. Here's the idea. Okay. Okay. Could work with either gender, depending on which one's the bachelor or bachelorette. Yes, sir. You have, was it 30? 30 contestants, basically? Probably. Something like that. Okay. So, let's say, in this scenario, you are the bachelor. Okay. There is 29 contestants. The 30th one is your super good friend who's a girl that's planted in the group like a mole. Ooh. And she feeds you info because the thing with The Bachelor or Bachelorette is always like 60% of the storyline in the season is always they're not in it for the right reasons and they're different when you're not around and they don't know who to believe, Mm -hmm. right? But you plant that friend in there and then when you go on your one-on-one with them or you get some one-on-one time, they're just like a strategy partner. But imagine the ratings if the bachelor started to fall for the friend, Ooh. it's like every rom com, right? It's oh, like geez. you've been under my nose this whole. T- or what if the friend starts developing feelings because finally she's seeing twenty nine other women swoon over him, and she's like, "Man, he is great. He's always so." There's like a double storyline of like, when, at what point does he get rid of the friend or she get rid of the friend because they feel like they're not needed anymore? Yeah, there's drama there because the friend's like. No, you need me for the rest of this process just a little bit longer or they fall in love or I would watch this. What if the women in the house start getting suspicious? Like, do you think he knows her? Like, doesn't it seem like they have a rapport that doesn't make sense? I think it's the best. They should be, it should be called like the bachelor mole season or oh, something like that. Wouldn't actually, that be great? Oh my gosh. I would watch. Oh, that'd be fun. Bef- while like you were bef- like I was thinking in my head, oh, but what if he falls for her? Yes, that's the- and wouldn't all of America yeah. be rooting for the two friends oh. to get together after years of being in each other's corner? One that would undo. be man. You need to pitch that. We need to go to ABC. We need to figure out how to talk to the execs, and we need to pitch this. It's such a good idea because I is- hope an ABC executive does not listen to this podcast and steal that idea. Oh, you think we can make money off of it? I just want it out there. Yeah, I we could be producers. Happen. You could be producers. It's your idea. <laughs> you get a hundred thousand a year, maybe from it. I uh, that'd be cool. Where are you pulling these figures? From? I don't know. <laughs> just making them up. Just back of the napkin. Just making them up. Math right here. Can you imagine they like tell an inside joke, and all the other girls are like, "Well, that was weird." They've known each other for what two weeks. And yeah, they're telling like, inside jokes. Why did she laugh so hard when he said rubber band? Yep. Like clearly there was, like, and then watching them try to play off like they don't know each other. This would be fascinating. And what is the plot line of so many rom coms? They fall for the friend. Yep, that's always been there, right wow. under their nose, and they just didn't see him in that light. This is fantastic. I know. I've had this idea for years. I've told my wife many times that the best idea to revitalize that show is sitting right there. Oh, what are you gonna do if you turn it on some night and they're doing and that? You're watching TV, a promo come on, and it's that. Probably sit back in my chair with a smug look on my face and know that I had it before you guys. (laughs) 
I, that I, I'll know. And the, I don't know, millions of people that listen to this podcast every week. Yeah. They'll know too that they'll that was too. Burke's idea. Yep. He had that from the start. Yep. You better not edit that out. That's my best idea ever. <laughs> uh, why would I edit that out? That's fantastic. Sometimes I hear the episodes back and I'm like, oh, he edited that part out. Hmm. That's an amazing idea. Thank you. Jeez. I don't know if I've heard an idea that good in a long time. <laughs> That's fantastic. Love reality TV. I, Love I it. really enjoyed Road Rules Latin America, um, Real World or New Orleans, yeah. which I don't think you can find that on YouTube, but David from Real World New Orleans, do you remember that that season? Oh, yes. And he tried to record a song. Do you remember the song? Oh, yes. Can you sing part of it? Oh, no. Because I can. It's- really cringy song with a cringy video and it was bo da bo dee da bo dwai and it was like his attempt at an r&b song and is it, that where eiffel 65 got that idea <laughs> no but <laughs> blue da bo dee da bo dai. i wish I, you try to find it on youtube because it's one of the most unintentionally funny things like he thought he really recorded a banger yeah. and it's so embarrassingly bad yeah yeah bo da bo dee da bo dai. i relate the real world with going to friends' house, like back in the day, who had cable, I would sit and watch that nonstop because I couldn't watch it at home. Ooh, what a great show! All right, what do you got for your first one? Mine was reality TV, mm, the challenge, real world, great stuff. Mine's microphones. Using one <laughs> right now. Just the ability to amplify someone's voice. I mean, imagine a world without microphones. I would constantly be mishearing things. Like, yeah. At church, I'd be in the back of the church. I'd constantly be bugging my wife. Like, did he just say he cups his sneezes? That doesn't make any sense. And she'd go, no, he said he trusts Jesus. I, okay, that makes more sense. Like, it's just constantly mishearing things all the time. Or like, I'd come back from the Gettysburg Address. Like, what did you say? I don't know. I didn't have good seats. The acoustics were bad. It was an open field. I didn't hear anything. There'd be a lot of, there would be a lot of people with hoarse voices. Yeah. You're having to shout that message out now. Just... I think we take for granted any kind of public gathering where someone's on a mic and you're like, oh, this is great. Like, I can hear what they're saying without straining. Um, it's insane how they work. I don't understand how they work. I, I think that there's some sort of wizardry where there's some sort of chemicals inside the cords mm-hmm. that interact with electricity. And then somebody casts a spell and it makes it louder. I mean, this is my scientific approach. To it. I believe it. Sounds uh, right to me. There's a lot of, <laughs> you ever stop and think like I'm 30 some years old and I don't know how X works or Y works. You ever oh, yeah. have those thoughts? All the time. I was today years old when I realized this. Yeah, I just had one like a couple weeks ago, but now I don't remember what it is. I don't really understand how like a film camera works. No idea. We just... <laughs> I don't know how mirrors work. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> what? How does a mirror work? What is on the back of that glass? Isn't yeah. it just painted gray? How am I looking When in you this break thing a mirror, it's just like gray paint on the back. Who yep. came up with that? It's They're wild, man. I don't even know how birds reproduce. No. You ever, <laughs> Never witnessed it. No. Do they just collide in the air? Like, yeah. what? Like the Big Bang. <laughs> what is... I'm sure people are listening are going... How does this idiot educate our children? He doesn't know how <laughs> birds reproduce. I'll be honest with you, listener. It's never come up in my day-to-day life. I have never needed that information. Mm-hmm. But I'll watch a nature documentary, and they'll always just cut right to the part where they lay the egg. And I'm going... how that happen? How'd they get together? Mm-hmm. I've never... It, I, I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. God's w- creation, man. One Wikipedia entry could probably clear this up for me, but mm-hmm. I kind of like living with the mystery. If fact checker Tom was here, he'd let us know. Tom would give us quite a flow chart or a diagram yeah. to explain exactly <laughs> how birds reproduce. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What's your next invention? My next invention. Let's see here. Uh, Tie-down straps. Absolute all-time amazing invention. Like the ratchet strap? Ratchet straps. Yep. You use a lot? Oh, all the time. Man, they're great. Hold water tanks on flat racks. Uh I mean, you go to back in the day, you go to the hardware store and buy a door or a panel or something. You just going home, hoping it doesn't catch you wind. Just, no, you just throw it on top of your Ford Escort and hold your arm up there and keep it on with one hand. <laughs> All the way home. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Or you got to like take God like, intended. <laughs> or you got to take like a bunch of heavy stuff with you that you set on top of it when you're driving home. 
fits in the back of your truck. Gosh, tie down strap. I got tie down straps at the farm right now that are holding one of my bunks in place that my cows eat out of. The things are just so versatile, so amazing. When you first get into the world of tie down straps, they can be confusing on how to make the ratchet. Oh yeah, uh, mechanism work or like. Yep. You ever have tie down straps that like the strap comes all the way out of the mechanism and then mm. you're like, how do I feed this through? I was just gonna say I've had some moments of panic. Where I've had, uh, I tried to loosen it and pulled the whole thing out and thought, well, this is it. I'm screwed. Well, throw these away and buy a new one. <laughs> throw them away. Hope this thing, hope this load don't fall off on the way home because I'm done for. When you finish tying down a load or an item, you have to like kind of wiggle the strap and then say, that's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you totally do. You have to. That's yep. just part of the Get deal. a good and tight. You got to. You got to hit the strap and watch it all go. Yeah, watch it vibrate a little yeah. bit and go, well, she's not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like before that, you just had to pull as hard as you could with like twine, rope or twine. Now yeah. you got this thing and it just, gosh, they're great. I love them. Shout out to James P. Ratchet Strap for inventing that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, JPR. <laughs> you smart son of a gun. Hey, watch the language. <laughs> my, bad, my bad. What do you got? Uh, air conditioning. Oh, <laughs> Praise Jesus. The goat of, of inventions. Praise air conditioning. Jesus. I whenever I see like a picture from history before air conditioning existed, I'm always like, I bet everybody in this picture was super hot and sweaty and smelly. <laughs> oh man. Like air conditioning is I think it's the greatest invention of all time. Like it's up there. Whenever people are like, We should go outside more in the summer, I'm like, why? We invented air conditioning for this reason. It's 70 degrees in this house. It's perfect. Yeah. What are we going to get outside that we're not getting in here? I don't know. It's vitamin D, sunlight, whatever. But, yeah. um, man, when your air conditioning goes out, you appreciate it. And Amen. you never take it for granted after that. Yeah. Humidity is. Or humidity sucks. I always thought in Arizona, they're like, yeah, we don't really have air conditioners. Everybody's just kind of used to the heat. But maybe I... I probably right way yeah. wrong about that. Maybe it's, well, it's maybe a dry it's heat. northerners because they're like, you know what? It's only summer for like two months a year. True. We're not getting central air for that. Could be. I know some people in northern Minnesota that just have one window con- air conditioner. It's brutal in the summer yeah, up no there. For that. But their thing is like, we're not paying to put central air in. We literally use air conditioning for two months of the year. We're not doing it. And I'm like, I get it. I just yeah. come visit you during those two months. So it's rough. <laughs> yeah. Boy. Humidity. I like being outdoors, but give me mid to low seventies, no humidity, and a little breeze. You're describing Quito, Ecuador. I went there in high school for two weeks. Fantastic. It's the oldest capital city in the Western Hemisphere, and it sits up on the mountains between seven volcanoes. Mm. It's a city of over a million people, and because it's right on the equator and up in the mountains, they don't have seasons. It's like seventy degrees year round. That sounds incredible. It was awesome. Quito, Ecuador? Quito. Q-U-I-T-O. Q-U-I-T-O, Ecuador. It's right on the equator, and it's up in the mountains, and they just don't have seasons. It just pretty much stays the same year-round, and that's because of the elevation, it's like 70 degrees. That's amazing. It's actually, it was really enjoyable weather-wise for two weeks. If they have good soil, I'd move there and farm. Well, it's up in the mountains. Yeah. Fun fact Thursday. When I was young, Elta had a um, foreign exchange student from Ecuador. Oh, really? His name was Andy. <laughs> I was in elementary school. He was a high schooler, but I remember he, he stayed with two people that went to my parents' church, so I saw him on Sundays. Shout out, Andy. Andy from Ecuador. Can't forget him. Wouldn't it be crazy if when I went to Ecuador in high school, like, without even knowing it, I like walked by him on the street Dude, or something? That's insane to think about. Yeah. And now you're living in the town where he went to his junior year of high school. It's wild it's crazy how the universe brought me and andy together yeah <laughs> it is crazy All right. it's your invention number three moisture wicking technology oh specifically i'm wearing them right now Un- tommy john underwear undergarments moisture wicking technology well what, when did that take the world by storm it was about 2000 what six ish when no it was 2005 when under armor came Come out on. we started wearing them underneath our basketball and that, football jerseys. Yeah, the moisture wicking tech did not exist in the 90s. Nope. We were all just the cotton blend, I feel like, back then. Ugh, that clothes were terrible. Did, did you ever have silk boxers? I had silk boxers I as did. a kid. Those what, were nice. What, yeah, but what were we doing? They didn't last long. Not great for sports. Bunched up. What kind? 
I just think it's funny that I was like eight and I had silk boxers. Like I was some sort of you're a player. Yeah. What's the word? I, what's the word I'm thinking of? Some Lothario or something? Yeah. <laughs> Lothario. I'm just picturing dark royal blue ones because that's what I owned. Yeah. Silk boxes. No, the moisture wicking tech is uh, it's the best. I exclusively buy that kind of undergarments. That's all I wear now. And that's what I look for. I will not buy a shirt if it's not like moisture wicking and stretch. You're not wearing a moisture wicking shirt right now. Yes, I am. No, you're not. 50% that's, poly. Okay. That's like a Gildan 50-50 blend right it's there. 50% polyester, 38% cotton, 12% rayon. I hate to, I hate to call you out on the pod like that, but... It dry fit and moisture wicking. Is that the same thing? Um, Dry fit to me has like an elasticity where it's like contour hugging. Right. I got this confused with moisture wicking then. I was stretched, but I'm still talking moisture wicking technology. Yeah. Fantastic. Keeps the undercarriage nice and dry. Ooh, amen for that. Hot yep. days here in old Iowa. Yeah. I um, More and more, I enjoy the moisture wicking t-shirt. We have those for the baseball team you can order. Um, it's an enjoyable experience. It is. Um, trying to think, what was I wearing? I was wearing like moisture wicking underwear, moisture wicking gym shorts, and a moisture wicking t-shirt. And I was like, boy, the moisture doesn't stand a chance today. <laughs> Not on my I'm gonna watch. I'm going to go out and fight this Iowa humidity. I feel bad for whoever was behind me because the moisture was probably wicking right <laughs> off me right towards them. Right. Someone walking behind me just dealing with 192% humidity. Boy, there's a lot of moisture coming off that guy. <laughs> can just see it oh man what's your next one um the electric guitar Ooh, nice music i just think like where would music have gone if we would not have if les paul i think it was mm-hmm. would not have invented it like i am biased but like all the best music features an electric guitar it just does yeah and i know that probably dates me and makes me sound like an old guy but there's just something about the electric guitar. It's a great sound. Just a gut-busting, face-melting solo just always is a good thing. And uh, I think if you were to f- find the best 50 songs of the last 100 years, 47 of them are probably featuring the electric guitar. Mm-hmm. The other three probably just like piano or acoustic guitar. Yeah. But shout out electric guitar. Great electric invention. guitars are. I just had a jam sesh with two guys with electric guitars tonight at church worship team. Boom, they are man. That is a great invention. This makes music better. Hundred percent Exci- more exciting. Get into it. Spend more energy. Then you sweat more. You get into it. And then you need that moisture wicking technology <laughs> when you're listening to those electric guitars. You'll bring everything back to <laughs> moisture wicking. What's your next invention? My next invention is. One of probably the five best that's ever existed, the Crock-Pot. The Crock-Pot? The Crock-Pot. How amazing. How did I know yours was going to involve food? Yeah. I could I could have done just all five food. How amazing, though. Man, I just thought of a bunch of food ones now when I said that. The apple. Remember that? Anyway, I was going to talk about that apple slicer thing. Those are so cool. What's the apple slicer? The one that's got like eight. It's got like oh, eight yeah, yeah, slots. Yeah. You, you just push man, down on it. What a great invention. Anyway, then you get your apple slices in a hurry when you're a little kid. Yep. Boom. And you're scared to do it with a paring knife. Yep. But man, crock pot. How awesome that I can go to my freezer, pull a four pound chuck roast out, thaw it, throw that baby in there with some potatoes that aren't cooked, some carrots that aren't cooked. You got yourself a stew, baby. Yeah. Some onions. I put a little gravy mix and water over that, a little salt, pepper, and garlic powder. Put it on low for 10 hours and come back to. Something that's just four. The next four meals are amazing. You know what's funny Taking is care when I was a kid. Incredible. When I was a kid and I saw that on the counter that that was going to be for dinner, I was always like, oh, man. Oh, geez. Now as an adult, I'm like, yeah, buddy. And it's so easy, too. You I just, know. But as a kid, did you I mean, did you get excited about like chuck roast? Yeah, we had a lot of it when I was a kid. I did not get excited. But I don't know if it was. I think my mom actually. No, I think she did them in a crock pot. My grandma always made her roast in the oven. And they were good. But as a kid, did you get excited about like, what's that like chicken and noodles over mashed potatoes? That sounds amazing. You know what, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, it's yeah. like the white sauce with the egg noodle Alfredo? type thing. No. Um, yeah, it's chicken. chicken rice casserole? No. 
I don't know what you're talking about. You you know what I'm talking about. Be stroganoff? No, I said chicken. Chicken stroganoff? No. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking it's about. It's like the, the noodles are like flat and wide. Okay. And then you've got like a gravy basically, and then there's chicken, like shredded up chicken basically. And you just have it over mashed potatoes. That sounds amazing. I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're talking yeah. about. And I used to, my mom would be whipping that up and I'd be like, oh, man. Because when you're a kid, it's like pizza, nuggets. Yeah. McDonald's. Uh, yeah. And, and now as an adult, I'm like, that looks amazing. Give me that. Give me that beef stew. Oh. Give me that meatloaf. But as a kid, you're just like, man. Gross. Mom's making Hillshire Farm sausage for supper. <laughs> Jeez, something about <laughs> something about that flavor that comes out of a roast too. There's something about as you get older, and you start to crave the savory flavors more. Oh, so savory, yeah. And don't get me wrong; I mean, I still know my way around a pizza. I oh, mean, yes. I still like it. But oh, yes, there's something about those hearty. I call them farm meals, mm. the ones that really stick to your ribs. Yep, that's it. You, you just nailed it. You don't really like them when you're kids, but as you get older, they're almost like comfort food. You just nailed it. One of my biggest regrets in life, I'm sure it's somewhere at the farm and I can find it. One of my biggest regrets is not getting my grandma's roast recipe that she did in the oven. Whenever we had family get-togethers there, I was always so excited because I always knew it was going to be a big old beef roast with carrots and potatoes and stuff. But I don't know what she seasoned with or what happened, but the potatoes would absorb all this juice and moisture and they would almost turn like a brown color. And the flavor of them was otherworldly. I love a nice cooked potato. Man. Mm. Amen to that, brother. You got me making your Adam sounds. Mm. Crockpot. <laughs> <laughs> Man. So yours was the crockpot. That's yep. pretty good. Um, yeah, crockpot does a lot of the heavy lifting for you. It really does. You just put stuff in and turn it on, throw some seasoning on. You don't have to do any work. You can make taco meat pretty fast in a crockpot. Well, yep. when I say fast, I mean like without much effort. Taco meat, soup, chili. Even some casseroles. Casseroles. Pizza casserole. Oh, absolutely. My mom made a pizza casserole in there. Yep. Asian broccoli. Mm. Did you ever have a chip beef gravy over toast? Uh, not at home. Had it at school. Also, Scooters and Elta would serve it sometimes as our lunch special. We used to have chip beef gravy over toast as I a kid. I like it. It's good. Um, I, I also grew to love that. And like... I can't remember the last time I had that, but that was a that was a meal sometimes that we would have yep. at my house. It's kind of a good winter meal. Oh, absolutely. Had corn on the cob tonight. Love it. I had corn on the cob for lunch today. Yeah. And like I rode my 78 Honda, which was the same exact bike my dad had. I rode that, and then I came home, had some corn on the cob, and I thought, I bet my dad did this very same thing in the 80s one time. Yeah. <laughs> rode his 78 Honda <laughs> and then came home on a summer night for some corn on the cob. I don't know. I just missed my dad, and I, f- I felt like I was I bet like, he did. I was like, yeah, I'm totally doing something my dad would have done. I'll get you some more if you need. I'm going to pick a bunch tomorrow. We, we got like two bags. All right. I'll get you four more. <laughs> um, I don't have a... I have one left here. Okay. Well, I have two, but it's... I'm torn. Same both? No, no, no. Wait. I've only said electric guitar, you microphones. Yeah, okay. You got two left. I got one left. I'm going with baseball. It's a perfect game. Great invention. I, I was watching it the other day, and I go, it's crazy. Like, they put the bases the exact perfect distance. Mm-hmm. Like, it's 90 feet. Imagine if it was 95. Like, people would get thrown out all the time. Or it'd be, like, impossible to steal a base. It's 90 feet. Like, it's just perfect where, like, sometimes you get thrown out. Sometimes you don't. You can steal a base, but you better be quick. Like, do you think they had to workshop that a bunch? I, I really don't know. I feel like probably, if not, it was divine intervention yeah. that somebody just a stroke of you know genius from from the Lord said yep. put it at ninety feet, and the mound being sixty feet six inches, like it's just far enough that people don't hit everything or strike out on everything. Yep, and it's just the it's the best game ever invented. And it's made, it's, my, it's favorite. made my life way better. I sometimes think like, imagine if I was born at some point in history where baseball didn't exist yet. That would suck. I'd be sitting around going. You would have never known though. I know, but I'd be sitting around being like, I wish they'd invent baseball. <laughs> sitting on the couch eating some chip beef. 
crackpots. If were, I if it was a time before baseball, I would not be sitting on a couch eating chip beef. I'd probably be laboring in some field, true, or some mine or cave for my <laughs> whole life, grinding spices for supper that night, so my potato could taste less bland. <laughs> going, I wish I could watch someone hit a home run. <laughs> oh man. Speak of baseball, right now as we speak in the great state of Iowa, they're playing baseball at the Field of Dreams. That they are. I entered for the lottery to get tickets, but alas, I did not win. Dang. Steve won last year. Sold them. Oh, yeah? Didn't go to the game. That And that was one of the greatest baseball games of all time. I don't know what I would do. Part of me is like, I have to go. The other part of me is like, could totally auction them off and donate the money to my high school baseball team. Yeah, could auction them off for a lot of money. Yeah. I uh, I heard that Ken Groovy Jr. and his dad came out of the corn yeah. to start it and then did the whole want to have a catch scene, yeah, which is awesome. Very cool. Unfortunately, Frank Thomas, who's like, does he own the field? He's one of the owners. He's, not He's one of the, yeah. He said like MLB's not coming back next year. They're not doing it next year because of construction mm. because of all the stuff he's doing. They're going to keep that field though, right? They're going to keep the Major League one, the original, but they're adding a ton of new ones. Which I'm, is fine. I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried it's going to take from the if, nostalgia. If baseball becomes, if Iowa becomes the baseball capital, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. I just hope it don't ruin the nostalgia, but it probably won't. I don't think so. The important thing is that we have the movie. Yeah. We can always watch the movie. True. When we're feeling nostalgic. 2024, it's coming back, though. Next year, they said they're going to be doing construction all summer. Mm. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yep. All right. My last one might be the best one. Cornstarch. I know where you're going with this, and it's not the best one. It has made my life infinitely better for obvious reasons on these hot summer days on the farm. I just people. I'm, I'm not trying to be gross, but it's legitimately like, man, it's made I, my life better. I'm laughing because you already said moisture wicking technology. How much of your mindset is getting this moisture off my body i'm telling you like that's like the main get thought away. in your brain get away <laughs> get out of here it's like your nemesis is body moisture <laughs> i'm telling you those long days bailing hay in the summer or like sitting in the tractor all day raking and cutting hay in the summer and you get the ac in the tractor blasted but you're hit, getting hit from all four sides by the sun it's just so hot things happen Cornstarch is a godsend. I'm gonna take your word for it. Okay, you you're pat. It's a passionate subject. Yes, by for the you. way, cornstarch so much better than Gold Bond. Gold Bond people out there, just come on, get on the right side of history here. It's cornstarch. I don't even know if that made sense the way I said that. Cornstarch is it's a food product, right? Yes. Who's the first guy? Gravy with who's it? the first guy that was like? looking at it in his kitchen and he's like you know what i wonder and then his wife walks in and goes what are you doing with my cornstarch (laughs) he's like i don't know i had an idea don't punish me for taking a risk (laughs) and now look that risk taker has saved thousands of young men's lives it's kind of like the first person to drink cow's milk someone's like hey what are you doing (laughs) it's like i had a hunch let me see how this works. Like visionary, just, just the first person to like try that. You're like, <laughs> boy, if it doesn't go well, you got to take that one to the grave. Yep, <laughs> an absolute visionary, <laughs> man. Well, that's my top five. I have an I have a, an idea of my own I want to share afterwards, but I want you to share your last one. Okay, I have one. I have last one, and then I have an honorable mention. Okay, my last one's the automobile. Okay, for obvious reasons, game changer. Just the amount of time saved in traveling or I think about like I go to Storm Lake, which is what, 10 minutes away? Yep. Because of construction now. Yep. Um, 10 minutes away and, and I come back home and like later in, the day, later in the day, I'm like, oh, I forgot that thing. Like, man, before automobiles would be like, I don't know, man, Just get the horses in the wagon ready. This is going to be like a journey. Yeah. To Storm Lake. Oregon Trail style. To like, I don't know pick up some nails i mean i just it's so i just think life is so much easier with an automobile we haven't even talked about like just how fun they are to drive when you're driving them for fun yep but for function they're just like make life so much better i'm with you 100 percent, man what a great invention it's such an obvious one that we don't need to talk too long about it all right what do you got 
All right. So I have an invention that I would like to do. I would hmm. like to invent. I don't think it's been invented yet. Is it? Hold on a second. I imagine it's something like cornstarch infused fabric. <laughs> it has to do with food. <laughs> okay, shocker. So when I eat Chinese food and like pasta and stuff, I get heartburn. Okay. So my my invention idea is flavorless liquid tums. That you can buy. And when you're cooking those meals, you know we're going to give you heartburn. You can just put a little teaspoon of liquid Tums in your sauce or your meal when you're making it. You won't taste it. It's not going to make it runny, but you're not going to get heartburn. Preventative. Heartburn preventative. I think the liquid Tums can hold its own in that sauce and not be diluted and then get into your body and do its thing. There's going to be a lot of trial and error, but we'll figure it out. Okay. Liquid Tums. I like where your head is at. It's you let's, prevent, let's of, just prevent uh, something bad instead of let it happen. You remind me a little bit of Billy Blazjowski, I think his name was Michael <laughs> Keaton's character from Night Shift, where he's like, "Why don't we just put the mayonnaise in the fish, feed it to the tuna? It's already in there." Genius. <laughs> that was like his idea that he came up with. Visionaries, put man, the I'm mayo you. in the fish. I love yeah. it. That's my invention idea. I have an honorable mention, and it was CDs, ma'am. <laughs> Which they've kind of gone the wayside, but they have. What a game changer CDs were when they came out. Yeah, just being able to push a button and skip right to a song instead of like holding the fast forward button and hoping you stopped yep. somewhat close to the beginning of that song and not having to worry about ripping all that tape out. But yep. you did run the risk of scratching them. Not if you took care of it. Yeah, you just had to be smart, not lose your case, or have a like a big CD book, which I yep. still have. Same. Yep. Backseat of my truck. Question. Yep. Do new vehicles today even have CD players in them? Um, that's a great question. I've done, I haven't seen a new enough one. My parents have a like twenty. Yes, I think they do because they have DVD players mm. and they just kind of make it all in one. I Good think call. that's. I think, but we're You're probably right. not too far off from like DVDs are going to be gone. Just stream your Netflix account yeah. to your car. Every car is going to be built with like a built-in hotspot to stream that's already kind of a thing yeah yeah that was it i shouldn't have said that (laughs) sorry did you have any quick hitters i got one 90s quick hitter here it's kind of related to what we're talking about Mm -hmm. um speakers like the speakers that plugged into your computer yep for like it's just it's weird to think that we had to use like lug these little what were they three inches wide by like five inch tall speakers you got cords everywhere. You're trying to position them behind your computer. I literally still use this at school. For real? Yeah, because I plug them into my MacBook. So when I show something to my class, I just have my wife's old gateway speakers that hook, hook up through um, an audio jack yep. and then a USB to power it. Yeah. And I just throw those in my bag when I go from my office to a classroom and plug them in. They're super, they're just super loud. A, I figured you just use a Bluetooth speaker. Well, you're... You can get the sound through the projector in the ceiling. It's not quality sound. It's way better coming from True. the speakers from my wife's old gateway desktop computer. Things that plug in usually do seem to work better. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I just was thinking of those the other day. I saw old ones covered in dust at my parents' house, and I was like, man, I remember if I forgot those, if I went somewhere and wanted to hear music and stuff, I was so mad. How about when you had your first Nokia cell phone sitting by you? Those speakers would let you know right before you got a call. They'd start making that buzzing noise, yep. and you're like, oh, there's a call coming in. I was going to try to do the Nokia ringtone, but I don't remember it. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> anyway, sometimes you got to. I'm not going to punish you for taking think a risk. Before it. Good call. Liquid Tums. Yeah. Think before it. What would Liquid Tums be called? Just Liquid Tums? Um, are you asking me for another one of my ideas? <laughs> Man, pulp friction. What a fantastic <laughs> one. <laughs> I'm never going to forget that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'll, let's do. I got a list of 90s hitters. Let's here. do it. Let's do one more. Checking out books in the library. The card you had to fill out to check out the book mm-hmm. that slid down in a little pocket. I love to read those and see like who had this book yeah. before me. Like, did my uncle 12 years before me here have this book in school? One time I saw my social studies book. My uncle Doug, he had it before me like mm. 12 years before that. I always would notice when there was a huge gap 
between times they got checked out and I'd always be like, yeah, but that book sat there forever just waiting yeah. to be checked out. And then there's that little stamp where the librarian would, she could rotate the numbers and stuff mm-hmm. and then stamp it to show you like when it was due. Mm-hmm. And I remember like going back to get books renewed and um, I just, I don't even know. We have a library, but I don't think kids check books out to do projects. But like, I remember going to the library and trying to check out every book I could on a topic because I had to write a yeah. report about it or wild times, give a presentation about it and actually using the library at my school. Yep. What a system. And you just at my college. To, you just have to, yep, college, still do the library. You just have to hope that kids don't lose that that little card or it just it's just crazy to think about life before computers and technology and stuff i remember looking at the books in my elementary library and like they say don't judge a book by its cover but certain books definitely just jumped out at me as like this book looks cool mm-hmm. i want to read this book yeah kids today like do they all uh, maybe you don't know this as a teacher. Maybe you're maybe the what you teach isn't like doing papers and stuff. But I feel like with Google and stuff, how easy is it for them to like write a paper now um, instead of like read a book and like find the information? Remember you had to cite your sources and stuff. Well, I guess you still have to do it if you find stuff on the internet. I feel like now you just Google the answers to your homework. For me as a teacher, we as teachers we had to get better about asking better questions. Don't ask kids questions that they can Google. You have to ask them deeper thinking questions yeah. that are not so Googleable. Yeah. <laughs> like you're wasting your time on a history test asking what year did JFK get assassinated? Like we can find that answer in f- four seconds or less. Yep. Instead, like my philosophy is I don't need kids to know the date that JFK got assassinated, the date that MLK got assassinated, the date that RFK got killed, um, the date of the, like, I would rather, instead of memorizing that, we need to know about those events so we can know or understand how crazy the sixties were. Yeah. Why, what was going on in America that made the sixties so tumultuous and, I mean, I didn't go to school in the 70s, so maybe teachers have always asked those questions. But I, I, we teach about those things. We teach that JFK was assassinated in November of 63, but not, not, that's not the end game. Like, I got to teach this so kids know when he was assassinated. It's like, no, they need to know when he's assassinated to see the, how it fits into the bigger picture of how crazy the 60s were in the United States yeah. and, what, and what was going on at that time. Yeah. So you got to ask, in my opinion, deeper, more thought-provoking questions instead of the basic like trivia questions yeah got to pivot the library ma'am my mother and sister and i I remember we would go to the storm lake library all the time when i was younger we would go do like rollerblading days and then stop at the library my sister loved to check out books there i i don't know i always probably find some like sports biography book or something sports illustrated for kids yeah it was so fun to go to that big old library and check stuff out and yes. sit down at the tables they had and like read through stuff to see if you wanted it. Yeah. So I, fun. I lived in the country for a lot of my childhood and my mom would sometimes drop me off at my grandma's and she, my grandma would drop me off in the morning and or my mom would and the library opened at like eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And I, whenever it did open, I would walk the three blocks from my grandma's house to the library, um, check out a boxcar children book. And then, or Goosebumps book, walk back and sit in my grandma's back bedroom and read that book cover to cover. And then walk it back at like three or four o'clock in the afternoon before my mom picked me up. Um, I, I had to have been the easiest kid in the world to babysit. <laughs> like, what did he do? I don't know. He just sat and read a book all day. And then I gave him lunch and then he went back and read the book some more. And sometimes, I mean, I didn't do that every time I was at my grandma's. My grandpa would watch Westerns and sometimes I'd watch Westerns with him and He'd always make us popcorn, which was great. He had the stir crazy. Oh. Like the plastic dome yes. and it spins around. I love that. I went and bought yes. one like four or five years ago because I missed my grandpa's popcorn. Those are awesome. Yep. Um, or I'd play cards with my grandma. But like if if I wasn't doing any of that stuff, I could literally just sit in the, sit in their apartment and read a book and be completely content. Yeah. You weren't outside trying to jump off trampolines into pools. No. No. Nope. My grandparents lived in an apartment building, so... At that at that time, so 
Um, I wasn't going to be running up and down the halls bugging people, and there was no yard. You um, were a good kid. I was pretty tame. Pretty tame. Yep. Um, and I, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents, so like I was super comfortable around them or any old people. I'm still super comfortable around elderly people. I think yep. they're super fun to hang out with. Yeah, they are. They are. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> that was a fun trip down memory lane. Oh, yeah. That's all we got. Inventions, some 90s quick hitters. I'm glad that you could get some things off your chest Mm -hmm. in the beginning. Check us out on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, social media. They're all there. I posted a video today of of Facebook of the cows. I hope a lot of people understood it. I think a lot of people did. There's a lot of laughing face comments. Yes. That's what our lunchroom looked like when those pans of cheese dunkers came out. Straight pandemonium. I used to refer to those as Danilo Gallinari's Italian Dunkers. (laughs) That's a great way to end. There you go. Hot hot. hot.